Just in case if I get cold. Yeah, you never know when there's gonna be a snowstorm down here. The weather is shifty. You good? I think so. Yeah, wait, I, now I, I have so this too. thing on. Did it did it change um my levels and shit or they're like the same? Like, here she come around saying morning morning. Pretty pony. I think we're pretty good. Okay. We're gonna look at um, number two. Hello, hello, hello. I am recording. Sounds. Sounds. The one that's highlighted, Carl. See where that blue bar is going. Where's that going? Where's the blue bar going on our recording situation? It's going like to the middle of that level? Yeah. That's exactly where I want it to go, Carl. Okay, so what, you know what? I figured this is what I'm gonna do every time. Every time we do this, this is what we're gonna do. I'm gonna state the equipment we're using. Okay. Just in case people are interested in knowing what the hell we're using our, here. Our travel gear. Our travel gear. Yeah. So right now, um, all right, so this is the Banzig Studios Music Podcast. We have Mickey Squeeze here and Carly Quinn as well. Ta-da! Um, so our goal here on this podcast is just to talk about unsigned music to, you know, like, hey guys, check this band out sort of deal. Cause you know, we want to help bands out if possible. Yeah. And spread our feelings and but, things. Yeah. We want to spread feelings in such a good, positive way as well as we do our own stuff. So we're doing this podcast and we're in the band Misfit Saints right now. And we also do the band Midnight Mob, midnightmob.com, Midnight Mob on Spotify, blah, blah, blah. Misfit Saints, three piece. And Spotify, Misfit Saints. And you could check out the new EP that came out very recently. Yeah, January some shit. And in true fashion, we are promoting it two months after the fact. Yeah, because it's, you know what? It's better to ask for forgiveness than permission and that's the same with releasing music it's like i don't want to let you know it's out until after the damage is done very true so now i'm sorry but by the way go check it out <laughs> mm. so that's what you kind of hear in the background yeah and we just kind of have it on the loop and we're just going to talk about it because it's been something we've been doing for a while but before we start i just want to let you know we're using an ipad mini 3 uh with uh cubasis L uh, Cubasis 2 and we're using the which microphones are these? The Shure The Shure 50 The Super 55 Yeah, you know the Frank Sinatra stuff like the old school Fly me to the That's right and then we're using a Steinberg yeah. uh, UR44 for our inputs And what are we drinking today? And today we're drinking uh, rum and gingers I, Oh, you didn't put a peach splash on yours? No, you have the peach splash? Oh, yeah, we got the Israeli peach still it's as long as it's Israeli, I'm only 
I only want to be cultural. Oh, nice. It has like Hebrew on it or something. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, it gives it a little like uh, you know, Hawaiian tropic uh tropic thunder flavor. It's nice. I like the splash when it when it hits the liquids. Yeah, it's just, and then it, it and nice. then it, it well, simmers down. And you just rock the load into yeah, a yeah, liquid. Yeah, yeah, it rocks the boat <laughs> while rocking a load. Well, cheers, Carl. Cheers. Boy, that was not a clanky clank. Nah. That's more like we, we knocked uh, some wooden sandals around. <laughs> some Danish clogs. Like we smashed windshields and neither <laughs> of them broke. <laughs> like, I'm going to hit you with my windshield. Not if I hit you first. I guess the full glasses, that's kind of what the sound they make. Yeah. Then. That's good. They should be full. I think so. Yeah. Um, we're also rocking extremely cheap XLR cables from Guitar Center. Um, I was tr- almost upsold, but I would not do it because I know... I For this purpose, yield. there's no point in their $15, 20-foot cables. Yeah. But, but I like the setup. I think so. Yeah, so we're in a recording space where we do the Midnight Mob practice, Misfit Saints practice. We're sitting on mismatching fold-out stool. Well, one's a fold-out stool. One's an Ikea stool, like the really cheap one that's $5. Mm-hmm. We have her foam on the drum set stool. Um, with the microphone just kind of plopped next to it. And that's a sure... I think it's a 57. I think it is a 57, too, with the on-off switch, um, which is on. Karaoke on, karaoke off. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, so we're set up for mobile, so we could just kind of rock out, and we want to go to people's shows and kind of do podcast people's shows, talk to bands. I want to bring the van. I want to do the podcast in the van, if possible. We want to get you in the van. Yeah, in the back of the van. And anyway, so we were just talking about... New Misfit Saints material because you haven't heard the original stuff yet. Yeah. So, um, I guess Carly, just give the history of the Misfit Saints material, and that'll lead into what the hell we're. Just okay. Yeah. About. Yeah. So, long story short, um, give what, a time period. What year? What year did Honest Brutal come out? Sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Okay. So, uh, before twenty sixteen, even. I was writing a bunch of random songs that were supposed to be Midnight Mob songs, but they just weren't translating right. So I didn't really do anything with them. Then uh, our singer Blackie was having a lot of issues with her voice for our last album in 2016, Honest Brutal Glorious. So it was taking really, really long time to like finish that EP and like just finish all that stuff. So in in downtime between like you know my bass was recorded, guitars were all recorded, drums, everybody's instruments were done. And we were just trying to get the vocals going. So in that that slowdown time, I used the same producer, Dave Caggiano, and did these Misfit Saints demos. Cheers, Dave. Cheers, Dave. Uh, and then I didn't do anything with them because Honest Brutal was finally finished as soon as the Misfit Saints stuff was finished. They finished exactly a week apart. Oh, really? Yeah, they finished like a week apart. Oh, I don't know. Honest that. Brutal finished, and then a week later, Misfit Saints finished. Because mm. Dave was like, you know, the Honest Brutal's got to come first. I was like, well, yeah, obviously, I want that done first. Like, I've been waiting like... Forever. Yeah, the Misfit Saints stuff took like less than a summer to, to put that together. But then, yeah, they finished at the same time. Uh, we picked up, you know, with the Midnight Mobs stuff, doing festivals, shows, all this. So the, the Misfit States stuff, just, it got pushed to the background. That which, was all of 16 and half of 17. Yeah. And then um, when uh, Blackie was having more vocal issues and things slowed down again, I asked Squeeze, hey, do you want to do this project? Because, like, I've had these songs sitting around for, like, a year now. And they're recorded, everything's cool. So he's like, yeah, cool. So we start doing the project. 
And then as soon as he jumps on it, it starts to sound different from the, uh, the recordings. So we re-recorded them, and that's the stuff that's out now on Spotify. But the old recordings, I still have them. Right. So when we were talking about the old recordings, one of them we've been, we're going to be including in the set. Uh, and they are played differently from the recording. Definitely through with Rainbow is the drummer. Rain, yeah, Rainbow is the drummer. So, and there's just a different spin on them, on kind of how we're doing them. So Carly was saying, you know, I spent the money to record those. You know, should I just put it out just to make use of it because they are quality recorded, um, and maybe record re-record them in the future at some point in time. Yeah. So that is the thought as of now. So what do you think? Well, of the of the songs that were previously recorded, the only one that got redone was Shotgun Radio. Right. So technically, Shotgun could be released as like the demo version. Mm. But I don't even feel like doing it because like the actual version just came out like a month ago. So it's like weird to just be like, oh, listen to this demo, even yeah. though you barely know the You're song that just came You're basically pissing in your cereal. Yeah. So the only song we've really retouched of the original bunch has been Same Old Story. And it's not wildly different. No, it's not. It kept it pretty it's, much the same. It's pretty close enough that it's passable. And if you do see it live, you probably wouldn't even notice the differences. No. But we would only notice because we're just in it all yeah. the time. But the recording quality of that one and people who do hear that one... Like, before this stuff came out on Spotify, people heard that one, and they were asking why it wasn't put out. Ah. So people were asking, why isn't that one out? Why right. can't I listen to that one? That one's radio ready, blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. that one's got the hoots. They want the ones that put out. Yeah, they, they wanted to put out, but no. she's she's classy. Yeah, she's no She's suit. a dame to remember. <laughs> she's a dirty broad. But, uh, yeah, everyone hears that one, and they love that one. Mm. That's why I'm like... I really do like that recording. I think it's good. I think the way we do it is different, but it's not different enough to be like, they're two different songs. I think, Carl, you should put it out if you want to put it out. I think Because I in the end, I, when you write music and you record music, do what you want to do, right? Because in the end, like, if you're like, I'm going to be, you know, I want to be like a super popular band and all that kind of stuff, the, the chance of you being like super popular with your music that you put out, you have probably more of a chance of getting punched in the face from a gorilla from space. God, I hope that happens. Yeah, I know. It's I don't even give a shit about being famous. I just want to get punched in well, the face. Well, if there's a bunch of space gorillas, you know, it's difficult. But you, So you put it out if you love it. If you want to do it, I say you do it. I say don't overthink it. Because I think a lot of bands overthink so much stuff. And it gets changed so many times. Yeah. And then before you know it, it comes out and they're like kind of so overthought. They're like, I don't even care about it anymore. Yeah. I think I made a decision, but I'm going to leave it as a cliffhanger for the listeners. I like that. It's a good movie too. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So, I'm going to leave it as a tremor. Oh. <laughs> it's lurking underground. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Bacon's going to show up any minute now. So my overall question. All right. So the recording with Misfit Saints, these four tracks. Um, well, th well, four tracks, right? Including yes. the first track. The uh, first track? The 40 funniest, Ounce. The f yeah, 40. The funniest part of that, that literal recording that is used on the EP is from my phone that was broken 
like one of the speakers was broken. Yeah. And I recorded it on my phone in my old apartment. So there's a random point in the recording too where you hear some spoons clanking from the kitchen upstairs and all this shit. And I was like, Dave, I want to do something with this. I don't know, maybe turn it into like a thing. He's like, no, let's just leave it as is. I'm yeah, like, I agree. I think that was the best thing to do for it. Yeah, it really uh, really makes me want to drink a four. What I kind of wish happened with that was that it faded out halfway through. Then when the EP was over, it came back in. It faded, the other half faded up. That would have been cool. That's That would be the one thing that I wanted to hear from it. Because it, I, because it's a, I don't know. It's something you listen to to be like, all right, this is this is a cool little like random thing. That's yeah, happening. you don't you don't put it on and be like, wow, this song's amazing. I want to yeah. hear it again. It's just like, oh, I heard it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> when bands throw those random doodads at like the end of the track and they put it at like the seventeenth minute. Yeah, like one of those things. And it, but it's cool. I mean, you yeah. skip to listen to it every time. It's like they they make a pretty ballad out of nowhere. It's like she was a pretty whore, and then it ends, and you're yeah. just like, wow, that was that was cool. Yeah, I don't need to hear it again. <laughs> like, I got it. <laughs> She's definitely still a whore. People with forty, it's like, oh, that's that's cool. I don't need to hear it again. <laughs> so outside of uh, that track, track two is Shotgun Radio. Mm-hmm. So let's go in order. Uh, what's your well? What's your take on the overall EP uh, in general? How your feelings uh, on what it sounds like, and you know, general. I think I think it whatever ended up sounding much better than I thought it was gonna. Because based on so the, you had low expectations. Well, I had different <laughs> expectations because the the original. This is again the original demos that Dave did in 2016. Oh, true. Were more. Pop, dude, that was like candy out of my ass. Yeah, it was very pop. I think that's why "Same Old Story" is the only one that really translates well. I well. think so too, because it does fit with the stuff that's out now, mm-hmm. but it still has a little more of that like glossy finish to it. Sure. But like when we first started, I was like, all right, it's either gonna end up being too clean, or it's gonna end up being too shit. Because I'm not gonna be able to explain it well enough. Be like, yeah, make it sound shittier. Like, just make it sound shittier. Like, and then eventually it's going to just be a big pile of shit. But, but that's what like I asked for. with, a sticker for. on it. Like, yeah. if you covered my shit with a bunch of Pokemon stickers, I want it kind of like that. But the yeah. hologram ones. So, yeah, my expectations were either... I I, I'm, I knew I wasn't going to be able to explain it right. So it was either going to be, like, too candy-ass or it was going to be a literal pile of shit. Because right, right, right. Because I, I would be like, yeah, just, like, make it, like, worse. Yeah. Like... <laughs> It's not that it's too good because uh, there's no such thing, but like just make it sound like bad, yeah. you know? No, there is definitely <laughs> something in that. When I hear a lot of stuff and I'm like hearing things, it's like from a band that makes things sound too clean, too pretty. Yeah. Even though it's like distorted guitars and all that kind of stuff, and you're like, ah, oh, man, I think you need to throw some mud on those jeans. But then there's know? also like, the opposite where they went too shitty yeah but that doesn't mean the music is shitty they just because there are a lot of bands i really like their stuff i really like their songwriting just the way they choose to finish it off comes out like super like too lo-fi yeah where it like ruins the song and they didn't do themselves justice yeah and that's what i was worried about i was like it's either gonna it's either gonna be too pretty or just like too like bottom of the barrel trash can like oscar's taking a shit on it yeah gotcha but it, it came out good. came out right down the middle. All right, so for Shotgun Radio, is there anything in particular that you would like to change that that 
hearing it back now, done. No, I like how that one, how that one uh, fluttered. Okay. Yeah, because uh, that's that's the second uh, track two. Oh no no! I was saying shotgun. That's the second version that came out of it. That's very true. Because the first version, what always pissed me off was there's no there was no bridge. Yeah, it was just like a made up thing. Yeah, because I didn't have a bridge, and then it was time to record. And he's like, oh, just like don't record one. Yeah, if anything, this I'm was like, oh, definitely okay. more done. Yeah, so yeah. I like that. It was like, oh, there's a bridge. It's it's a song now. Um. Okay. So then the song after that is bullet. Oh no, no bullets last. Oh, bullets last. Yeah. Oh yeah, postcards. Postcards from nowhere. Yeah, I don't playing, know any of these it's songs. It's playing right now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, for me, postcards was definitely the best sounding. It sounded like it belonged here. Like yeah. it was like and, this, every, all the sounds were good. And when you heard it, it was like a real shit demo. Like on my phone with Tascam. It's a song and I a knew the least. Feedback. I. I, when recording it, was kind of guessing on everything, uh, and also just to let you know the drummer on this recording, uh, uh, Chris Matthews, Daytime Grave Digger, and he's the drummer on the original. Recordings. Oh yeah, that's true too. A, that's why he ended up on these recordings again because I was like, well, I like what he did, mm-hmm. and he's very easy to work with. He's got it done. Great, like you just tell him like, hey, I want it to sound like this, and he's like, oh, no problem. <laughs> yeah, gotta go dig a it. grave. <laughs> Listening to Cheap Trick on the way, like I would he's say, awesome. Uh, Postcards is definitely the most different from, I guess, the writing that you do, hearing it forever. Yeah. This one is like, how did this happen? Yeah. Like, I don't even know. It's like you got drunk, woke up at a rodeo. Nah, it's funny. Postcards was written in, like, an afternoon. Like, it all, like, even the lyrics, everything, that whole song was done in less than a day. It definitely came off the best. Yeah. In my I opinion. think it's because it, I, once I finished it, I was like, that's it. Don't go back. Don't go it's back. Not, don't it, touch it. It really sounded like, I don't know, when I was going through the recording of the, the songs, they all sounded like singles to me. Um, Shotgun Radio seemed like the single because it was the it was more concise and the course was punchy and the feedback from a show or two yeah. was like oh I really like that one it's like the opening yeah. track Postcards was like the one for me that was kind of like in the back it was good but it didn't seem to like punch through and then Bullet which is playing now yeah. is probably my favorite one but it's also the more complicated one therefore not the most pop friendly one even though it's it's a clean melodic thing what's funny with bullet it is like the it is the most complicated one but at the same time it's pretty simple and for whatever reason people that have listened on spotify this is the song that they sing like it the is. Cor- like the chorus, they'll they'll know like to sing the show no mercy part. This is my favorite one. Like I'll hear it, my roommates will sing it around the house. Like right, when it right, first right. came out, they were all listening to it like mm-hmm. nonstop. I was like, oh, this is cool. This it flows good. Everything's good in it. Yeah. This is the one that it, like for me is my favorite one. Yeah. This one has my favorite lyrics. And it has the most it. energy live. Yes. It's got that punch to it. Yeah. Um. This one's literally the I'm gonna drop kick a motherfucker song. <laughs> Of overall of the recording, it, like mastering, all that kind of the technic, technical stuff. 
Is there anything you would have liked to done to do different? Nah. I think it sounds the way it's supposed to sound. And like, I think it's one of those things that when it was finally done, I was just like, it's done. Don't, yeah. Don't. Because yeah, there's stuff like like even like the old Midnight Mob stuff, like you the first on, EP. Edit, yeah, edit, like here. like that shit was Change, done like almost this, ten years that. ago, and you're like, wow, I wish it didn't sound like this, and it sounded like this instead. It's like yeah, but like why does it fucking matter? Yeah, right. <laughs> like you really and then can't, when you and then when you play live, anything. it's it's different. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. I think all the Misfit Saints stuff is written for live purposes. I think. Well, all right. So going off that is my one critique of the recording after hearing it now. I wish everything was more... It was louder and grittier as a recording. Uh, I think, especially for Bullet and Shotgun, I think the tempo could have been up maybe two beats. Maybe Shotgun. I think Bullet sits where it's supposed to. Because when Bullet gets too, too fast... Well, we heard that at the, the show. Yeah, we did, Bullet's on one of those songs forward. that when it gets too fast... <laughs> it goes way off the tracks. It is not a fucking song anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's like... This is a bunch of fucking... It's, like, it's, a, a it's like an aneurysm on a drum set. It's so bad. It is, it's crazy. It is crazy. But, uh... No, I think... I think the recordings came out the way they were supposed to. I think, yeah, technically you could go back and, like, say, oh, I wish this, I wish that. But I think live for these songs well, it, it they take on a new I agree like form and I think and that's part of like why you go to shows and mm-hmm. stuff is, like, I think for all that. bands it should be yeah. like that because you know you record it one way normally it's a slower tempo more controlled it's a controlled environment but live it should be a energy explosion yeah. of some sort it doesn't mean fast energy it just means a raw yeah energy no like, it's why know? I like I like the recordings as they are, and I think live they sound different, but they sound enough the same. Like the the songs are exactly the same; it's just a different type of energy right. coming at you. No, I agree. There's a it's like a radio energy versus uh, a live energy. Yeah, versus and like you can a, hear that a purge energy. <laughs> the best example would be ACDC. You hear yeah. a- ACDC record; it's slow as fuck then you hear acdc live and it's like holy shit this is intense yeah they're like racing a train it's fucking crazy but the other thing that's a huge difference from anything we've ever done was the fact that we used uh let's say a studio drummer versus our band's drummer and i think that made a big difference i think maybe if i wouldn't want to push tempo a little bit if we had a drummer that was like invested in it you know, they were sweating it out in the rehearsal space and putting their, like, yeah. their raw energy into so it. I think the next recordings are definitely going to have Rainbow on the kit. Mm-hmm. But um, it's weird. After doing the first round of Misfit Saints stuff, where it was just me and Chris Matthews and Dave, just the three of us, that was, like, the first time I used, like, a studio drummer for anything. Well, it's a good experience. And at the same time, we were doing the Honest Brutal stuff, so we had Chris Beats. So I had... The two experiences back to back. And it was so different. So when I went to do this shit again, and after you were in on it, I was like, all right, well, I like I like what you bring as a guitar player. 
I want to keep something somewhat steady mm -hmm. from last time. So I was like, let me use the same studio drummer. Safe. Yeah. But now going forward that we have, you know, Rainbow playing drums. Like, I like how he plays. I like the shit he does. I like that. Well, now playing with him, I could see these songs recorded differently. differently. Yes. You know, like, yeah, you could keep the same beats per minute, but they'll come off differently. They'll, I think this is why I like... I think the recordings are good as they are. I like him as the drummer because he brings like a, another form of like aggression to yeah, the songs. Yeah, he's an energy. He hits so fucking hard. Yeah, he's like a yeah, meteor. Sure. And that it's like everything else. Like uh, you could talk in a monotone voice, or you could talk expressively. Or Billy never idles, yeah. and neither <laughs> should you. You know, one thing is going to be you know more um, felt than the other thing, and every everything has its own time and place too. Yeah, that's. What I think the. Whenever the next recording, whatever, anything goes thing, it's going to be a, it's gonna be totally different. Yeah, it's I It's going to be a nice I experiment. Think, I think we should really shake it up for experimental reasons. And that's another thing. So this band is kind of geared towards doing everything non-traditional for what bands are doing now to promote themselves and everything like that. Um, we're kind of just fucking around. And yeah. Yeah, my friend. Uh, Rather enjoying it. Friend mm. couldn't believe that we didn't have a Facebook, so he made one for us. Yeah, fuck it, do everything for us. I, I was like, yeah, care. we don't have one. He's like, why? I was like, I don't want to fucking do it, and I, I think it's a waste of my fucking time. I think it's it's taken away from the fact that like, you know, I I, I do this because I think it's fun. I'm not doing it as a business. I feel like Midnight Mob was run a little more like a business, which was good. We we achieved a lot with it, but. You know, I'm not looking to run this like a business. It's also different too, like running it like a business when you're doing everything versus running it like a business and you have people doing things for you. And you can yeah. still focus on creating, yeah. writing, playing. But when you're doing everything yourself, as most bands are doing, shit gets underwater real quick. And before you know it, you're not playing anymore. Like yeah, you're, yeah, you're just showing you're up for practice. Out all the time. Yeah, you got so many things on your shoulder. And you have to be, I mean, if you're not stressed out and trying to make it as a musician, then you're not doing it right. Yeah, it's a clusterfuck and a half. Yeah. It's a minefield you're drunk falling in. Yeah, that's why with the the shit now, it's like, if, if I don't have something, it's it's usually on purpose. It's like, and the other thing I don't have a Twitter, I don't have a Facebook. There's a Misfit Saints Instagram, but I'll touch it maybe once a week, just because like... It's more I, than me. I feel like Instagram is the only social media platform I understand, because it's pictures, I hate reading. Not very good at reading. My attention span is like a rat. Like I just, that's that's a social media platform geared towards me. And I think <laughs> I think more from bands they try to get out on all of them at the same time. And I think that's a real shit way of doing it because they're doing quality over um, they're doing, doing quantity, quantity over quality. And you're spreading yourself all over the place. It's so hard to keep up. Yeah, just go to one. All that shit. You just go to one, master it, and then move on. And, yeah. And figure it out. You have all the time in the world to do it. So, as long as you're doing something every day, and yeah. you, that's it. And then, at the same time, getting better in the rehearsal space and better live show and standing, you know, out in front of people. And yeah, even with like, like we were joking around, but I think I want to actually try this is a, like a barter system. For the merch. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. Because I want to I wanna make our own merch, but I don't, I'm not going to try hard. Like, I'm just going to buy really cheap shirts and, like, spray paint them, like, fuck the Misfits. Yeah, so if you want to trade a dumb. beer for a shirt. Yeah. Or, like, 
I don't know, a coupon. Spend is about <laughs> as little as possible. <laughs> Getting ex- express coupons for sure. Yeah, like I just want to like want to go back to olden days where we trade yeah, for goods. Yeah, medieval <laughs> times. Let's keep it meaty and good. Like I, I, someone could even be like, I don't have any goods, but I have services. I'm a magician. I'll be like, fuck, I sign me up. I could use you Sunday, actually. Yeah. yeah. I need you to pull some fucking flowers out yeah. of your sleeves ASAP. Yeah, for sure. I got some people expecting yeah. miracles. Yeah, like uh, goods, services, <laughs> I don't know, a classy high five. A bread maker. <laughs> something. Yeah, yeah, anything. Yeah, that'd be better. I don't want I don't want to carry a cash box. That's well, that, what it is. Yeah, and you <laughs> I know what? I just want to carry a I, trundle. I, I think it's fucking annoying, too, how bands are always charging $10 at the door if they have the option not to charge any money at the door. If you're trying to make a living at playing some bullshit dive bar on a weekend yeah. for $10 at the door, good luck getting people to spend their hard-earned money for your band that's not really generating anything at the moment. Yeah, if people aren't going to pay $10 at the door, they're not going to pay $20 for a t-shirt at your table. Yeah, and then so you're, like, then what's you're ra- the it's, point? It's just, better off you just let people come to a free show. Yeah, just pack the room. Get people yeah. interested in your stuff, like, first, and then sell your wares. But then you have... Uh, the opposite view. Let's, right. let's like play like devil's advocate here. Sure. Where it's like, well, if you charge at the door and you're getting 100% of the door split with the door and it's a Tuesday night, Wednesday night, maybe five people walk in. That's 50 bucks. Maybe you have to split it with so-and-so. It's 25 bucks. And no one bought merch. Yeah, so imagine if that was a free show and no one bought merch. You walk out with no money. Right. So it's one of those things is like... Well, then I would argue why you plan on Tuesday or Wednesday on a, Yeah, either for way. For a free show. <laughs> either way. No, not even that. Because let's, let's think of the times we were touring. We had like a weird night touring in a random city. Yeah. But you got to hustle your merch. True. You got you to be a salesperson. You got to be like the Mr. Wonderful, like selling the car like type shit. Yeah, that's when your, your personality comes out and you start... Well, also, people will pay if you put out a good... Um, you know good quality good shit. quality shit yeah. whether it's acoustic electric whatever the fuck you're doing you're playing a keyboard with your dick it doesn't even matter like as long yeah, i'd pay to see that that sounds crazy <laughs> yeah people will support something they find value in so you got to give value if you suck there's no value in sucking so um you know i would say never ever charge money at the door until you start paying playing big clubs and you're making money off that people are already coming to see you anyway and yeah. spending money. If you to buy if merch. you literally have a text message thread with everybody who walked in at your show, you should not be charging at the door. Mm. If right, right, it's right. let's say it's five people come to your show, you literally texted or called all five of those people to come in. Chances are one of them came with you to help you carry your shit. That's very true. They came in through the back. Door. Another another one came in kind of early, help you carry your shit because they're your friends. So it's three people that you text. Right. Hey, you coming to the show? Hey, you coming to the show? Cool, can't wait to see you. Bring some people, bring some people. They don't bring people. They show nope. up by themselves. But they showed up, and that's appreciated. When you're playing venues where, like, you did not text anyone and 100 people showed up, that's when you can charge at the door. Yeah, that's when you can get a cut because you know something's going on, something yeah. good. Or you teamed up properly with someone that, that you work well yeah, with. Yeah, but if the five people that came in, that $50 you made, if you texted every single one of those people, you need to give them their $10 yeah, back. Or if you share their DNA. Yeah, your parents don't count, even though, like, <laughs> they are, like, the OG supporters. That's very true. But, um, yeah, so we're going to do Misfit Saints. There's no website or anything. You can just find Misfit Saints on Spotify. 
Nah, I'm still on the edge about that one. If I do a website for Misfit Saints, I want it to be something completely unrelated. Yeah, you could do that. Like, uh, I have the domain the name. I might just I make a website. You go to it, MisfitSaints.com, and it just says, fuck the Misfit Saints, and there's no options for anything else. You could do whatever you want. Yeah. All right, maybe that's it. And uh, just to let you know, we do have a show on March 28th. Yeah, Saturday, March 28th at JW Dowds. So that's in Hicksville. Hicksville. So if you want to come down, I have no idea what set times are or anything like that. I don't either. I don't even know if you pay to get in. Do you pay to get in? Probably. Nah, just walk in the back door. Yeah, just back, be a back door man. Yeah. Uh, that's why I'm the worst, because the promoter could be like, oh, just so you know, it's a $5 cover, but no problem. I'll text everyone, walk in the back door. Don't fucking give any money. Yeah, I want. Yeah, find out what that cover situation is, because if we could make it free, I would prefer to. It's make probably it free. five dollars. Okay. But uh, that's better than ten. Two people could get in. For yeah, I mean it depends. 10. If it's if it's oh. all local bands, I would say no cover. If there's a touring band, we want to guarantee that they get some gas money. Well, that's a gas. But money I don't know if there's any sure. touring bands on that. Um, on that set, like okay. on that show. If there's not, I'm gonna try and push for no cover. I'm pretty sure that. If there is, it's going to be $5, but I guess we'll find out. Yeah, no touring band, no cover. Put it on your Instagram when you find out. Yeah. And then we'll inform people. Do it with a picture of my grandma. (laughs) Yeah. She's the mascot. (laughs) With the number of the dollar sign, if there is one. Yeah, or just like a dollar on fire. Like, no money, no problem. Oh, yeah, just burn your money and walk in. No shirt, no shoes, no money. (laughs) So that's going to be March 28th, Misfit Saints. It'll be the first show. Technically, uh, of supporting the uh, Misfit Saints EP yeah. with more music to come. And uh, I guess that's it. You can find me on Spotify, uh, Mickey Squeeze, that's Squeeze without the less E in it. And I have a bunch of playlists up there. Um, I am a curator for Reverb Nation. So if you do promote your band through Reverb Nation opportunities, trying to get on Sturgis and Summerfest and all those other great things, I listen to all that stuff. So I am a physical human being that listens to that music. Um, so, uh, I do have a playlist called Vansignation on my Spotify, which I pick all the cool shit that I find on Reverb Nation, and you can listen to other Reverb Nation bands that I think are the shit. And it's always growing. Also, Vansig Studios Jukebox, uh, other podcasts we do, and then, what else am I doing? Uh, singles, I call it Horny Singles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, what else do I have? Albums, new albums I call Orgy Status right now. Ear Spunk is uh, a playlist that I have out there that is a bunch of bands I think you should know about that are more like, you know, done things. I know you don't have it yet, but maybe a playlist of podcasts that you like. Oh, that's true, too. That are either music related or just, or just anything. business or That's a good idea. Anything. That's a good idea, Carl. Just do like a chit-chat shit shack. <laughs> Whatever. That sounds good. Actually, I might, I'm going to look into that. I don't yeah. listen to Spotify for podcasts, but... Try See, to do I, do, I listen to a lot of podcasts on Spotify. I use my That's Overcast why it's, uh, app. Make little playlists of the ones, like the specific uh, episodes that you like. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I'm going to do that. Why not? No, heard it through the grapevine. That sounds much better than chit chat, <laughs> shit check. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Mickey Squeeze on Spotify, Squeeze Without the Last E in it. On Instagram is Vanzig Studios. Um, I'll post every now and then. I'll be posting pictures of my kids soon. Yeah, because they're holding, turning into little people. Holding vinyl records. And then Carly Quinn. Carly Quinn with two N's on Spotify. You go yeah. there, and she's got a playlist called Groovy Noise. And that's like all about the podcast we do. Yeah. And if you want to do anything with our podcast, 
interview. He wants to listen to his shit and buyer beware. Listen to some past episodes. We say a bunch of crazy shit about people's stuff. That's airheads at vanzigstudios.com. Just email me and I'll get to it eventually. This is a very honest podcast, but not in like a shitty way where we're going to be like, we hate you because fuck you. Yeah, no. It's like we, it's, it's positive. we will point out all the technical flaws that are pointing us in the direction to <laughs> we, maybe not be in tune with what you're saying. We want to help. <laughs> we want to help. In the end, we want to help. Yeah. And we're going to say a bunch of stupid shit to get there, but we want to help. Yeah. So airheads at vanzikstudios.com and we're going to start doing this more frequently. Peace out. Now that we got the Steinberg. Oh.